Every Saturday is Catterday on Echoplex Media, and not only are we posting fucking cats, we invite all content creators to join our open panel. Visit echoplexmedia.com slash panel to learn how to join. Every third Saturday is Operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of conspiracy characters that now space has learned to loathe. The show starts at 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. The internet is a big dumpster. Read into the lyrics, so let the fucking milk quench your thirst. As long as you remember. 
everybody. Welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Support this project. Just go to EchoplexMedia.com. Click that support tab and pick your favorite way to support the show. Uh, I like cash money and, of course, uh, merch like this uh, tinfoil hat that I'm wearing. Been selling really well. Anyway, enough about that. This is what the people want. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops Oh, don't hate the cops Oh, when the raiders come Who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops They're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop It's the sound of a taser Your body drops Don't hate the cops oh, Don't hate the cops Don't hate the cops oh, Don't hate the cops like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops One person in the world who knows what the rappers are into, it's uh, the praying medic, Dave Hayes. He puts out the mugshot, and now all the rappers and, and hip-hop artists are all like, man, Trump, man, he's one of our, he's like us, man. He's he's uh, He's got his mugshot out there. He's Whoa, okay, dude. By the, by the DOJ, like the rest of us. He's now identifying with a larger audience. You know what I think would be amazing is if, uh, if while... President Trump is doing the rallies that he's going to be doing in the next you know, year. I think it would be really cool if he would take some time, go into the inner cities of Detroit, Philadelphia, uh, DC, Los Angeles, 
go into some of the inner cities, Seattle, just places where he normally doesn't go. Go hang out in the hood, hang out in the ghettos. <laughs> what and the fuck is this guy talking about? People, if he hold on, yo, DC, Los Angeles, go into some of the inner cities, Seattle, just places where he normally doesn't go. Go hang out in the hood, hang out in the ghettos, and bond with those people. If he does that, I think he would have a massive groundswell of support from minority communities. I don't think Trump's going to go hang out in the hood. That was a uh, pretty, pretty strongly uh, racially coded uh, uh, Dave, Dave Hayes, the praying medic. Um, that's what's not going to happen there. He's not going to go to Detroit or L he might have a rally in LA, but he ain't having a rally in Detroit DC. I mean, he's president Trump has been in DC or former president Trump. Sorry. He's been in DC. He was the president. That's where his house was. Um, he chose not to go to the hood. Oh, Jake, get the fuck out of here with it. The, the, the hip hop community didn't just all of a sudden get behind him because he got arrested. It's not like he got arrested for like cocaine trafficking or something cool like that. Up next, we got a uh, John Eastman's lawyer. Uh, he's like, it's not, we weren't really trying to obstruct so much as just, you know, impose a, impose a short delay. Just, just a little delay. What's a little delay among friends? What I recommended, and I've said this repeatedly, is that he accede to requests from more than a hundred state legislators in the swing states to give them a week to try and sort out the impact of what everybody acknowledged was illegality in the conduct of the election. I'll note that everyone did not acknowledge that, but is he not explicitly admitting there that he did want to impede the certification of presidential electors on that presidential electors on that day? No, no, not at all. Uh, his advice, as he said to the Vice President Pence, was not to impede the certification or somehow try to obstruct it or block it. His advice, and he stated this many times before that interview, was simply to impose a short delay in the process to allow the state legislators who, uh, legislatures who weren't then in session to have one more look at the situation before reporting back to Congress, and then it would go back to Congress to make the ultimate decision. That was Never trust a man advice. in a bow tie. His view today that that was appropriate. It's not obstruction. It's not impeding. It's not uh, anything of that. But it nature. is impeding if you're saying to stop the process and, and no vice president has ever delayed the certification of the electors before, right? No, not at all. I mean, the, the, the suggestion that the um, process not be stopped, but that there be a delay is not unique to Dr. Eastman. There were senators that suggested something very similar. There were members of Congress. There's prior scholarship from other academic types that suggested such an option might be available to the vice president and Dr. Eastman. Yeah, but the Constitution there. says otherwise. It doesn't. What per, what provision of are the Constitution? You worried, are you worried mm -hmm. that those... Yeah, it does. It says the, they, they're talking about the word shall on, I will forget what day it is. They shall certify the election. It doesn't say they might. It doesn't say they might could. It says they shall. So what I'm wondering uh, here is which one of these motherfuckers is going to be the first one to break, to be like, nope, not worth spending the rest of my life in prison over this shit. Cause you know, it's going to be one of them. And then after the first one does, I think it's going to, it's going to like, <laughs> you know, it's like on a dance floor, right? Like if you're at a party and there's kind of a lot of people there or whatever, and there's a DJ and there's music, but there's nobody on the dance floor. 
that first person who shows up on the dance floor and starts dancing, then the second one shows up pretty quickly, and then the third one shows up. And I just wonder how many people are going to dance. Because I feel like it's going to be like half of them. Because I don't see any... There's no upside, right, for going down to like protect this guy. Because uh, I think he's unlikely to win the next general election. So he's not going to be able to pardon these people. And and I think that the other thing is like the one in um the one in Georgia is a it's a state case, so he can't pardon them anyway because that's a state case. So I don't I don't see like there's no upside. I just don't think for the, any of these people, and I think they're going to realize that real quick. So uh, and here's, here's the Trump campaign maybe not doing so great. Here, let's check this out. And we also fight against the people trying to get you. And we love you. We also screw out statutes and laws against anyone fighting against us. Because that's what all of the land is. What rules? So they can't fight with me. Obviously, they can't fight with you. This is America. They don't like it. They don't like it. Call the final. Call the and they can't even get a very loud PA. What happens when union people won't work for you? Also, he's not looking so good. Not looking, not looking so good. Looking a little like L. Ron Hubbard in that clip. If I'm going to be completely honest, there. So that was one of the leaders of bikers for Trump. He couldn't really hear any of what they were saying. Not going so great. Uh, and here's their, uh, here's their, their uh, one of their campaign buses. Uh, this is this clip is from the mayor, our friend, the mayor McCheese. Everybody, make sure you're following the mayor. Although if you're uh, watching me on Twitch, you're probably already following the mayor. And if you're listening on the audio only version, you're like, who the fuck is Mayor McCheese? <laughs> well, I mean, we know who that is, but they're like, who is the, who is that on on the internet? That's uh, T Mayor underscore McCheese on Twitter. So here's their tour bus. Uh, you'll notice it's not not exactly big. Sort of looks Let's like go, Brandon Trump make America. Sort of looks like uh, one of the one of the RVs that uh, <laughs> that the Queen of Canada has. Yeah. They want to know a little bit about J6. Uh, well, there's a lot to tell. Yes. What do we want to know? <laughs> Everything. Um, well. There's, 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 Forget the man who died gave that right to me. While we were in that heat trap, I wish we were on the other side of it or the wind would blow the other way. Where at least I know. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we can't see you, Rudy. Hey, I need a question. Yeah. If this were bikers from Biden. I mean, they're probably not wrong. I bet most of the bike party people all across the uh, all across the land probably vote Democrat. President, when Trump is president, would, would put Antifa, but they take others and they throw them in the tank. You know, they cheat like hell, and everybody. You know, 
whether you even just go to modern day cheating, because if you right. just go toward the end where they had Twitter FBI, they call it Twitter files, yep. yeah. where you had the DOJ working with the There's just not a lot of people there. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of bikes, but not a lot of people. Tell us all about it. We did it. We, we did, did it. it. We did it. Inside. What did you do it? The flag went inside. The flag went inside. Where's his autograph on the J6? And we all <laughs> What did you do? J6. I don't even know where that is, but we'll find it. Spread it out. President Trump. Yeah, good job, you guys. Good and job. Yeah, hold on. They're not playing the eye of the tiger, really. Let's go. Where is it? not going so great it's just it's like a parody of a presidential campaign and i I know these were like you know clipped out and i know he still draws kind of uh like bigger crowds at rallies but that that's kind of funny i don't know if maybe that was a private event uh with the bikers for trump or whatever but and i do understand the symbolism of the short bus and then they got on there and it wasn't even air conditioned (laughs) my god i don't even know if uh if he was on the bus or if it was just a bus that they got wrapped up Unsure, but they're looking a little more like the the Queen of Canada's uh, entourage than uh, anything else these days. Up next is a uh, uh, here's a clip from um, Rudy Giuliani's uh, like fundraiser event, but it's a little bit odd because have you ever considered buying a, a condo on the beach in North Korea? I know I haven't, but you know anything's possible. The world is constantly changing. Dealt. I went over there. You remember that? It was a very historic moment. Went over there. And I said to Kim Jong-un, you know, being a real estate guy, it's just sort of natural. I said, you have the most beautiful shoreline. Think of it. You're between China, Russia, and South Korea. Look at the beautiful shore. You could have the most beautiful condos that you've ever seen and become rich as hell. You don't have to live like you're living. But he's a tough guy. He's a smart guy, and uh, he just loves collecting <laughs> nuclear weapons. That's what he does. He collects nuclear weapons, and and uh, we got along incredibly well once we met, and once we started the whole thing, and we saved the Olympics in South Korea because nobody was going, nobody wanted to be blown out of the stadium, and we came along. They actually participated in the Olympics. We had a great, we had a great relationship, and it would have been greater. We would have had a deal done long ago if the election weren't rigged. Imagine going over there and telling a fucking communist because the dude's a communist, right? That's a communist state, like it is an authoritarian state, an authoritarian communist state. Being like, just do some condos. (laughs) So that like rich people from uh, other countries could, I don't know, come buy a condo. Like, what the fuck? But first of all, I don't mean I don't. I'm guessing that conversation didn't happen as it was described, right? He was. He might have said that it was a nice shoreline and it would be cool to put condos there, but I'm not sure he suggested that uh, Kim Jong-un put condos there to get rich. You don't have to live the way you're living. Get the fuck out of here. Like, this guy's... Have you ever seen the inside of the, the Trump's house? I mean, it's pretty fucking awful, too. It's just awful in a different way. Um, inside of his place looks a little bit like that, um, like that movie Brazil. <laughs> like a rich person in that movie Brazil would have. Anyway, here's uh, Eric Trump. My dad, the black people really like my dad. And now you're seeing certain segments of the population, like the African-American segment of the population who are coming out and saying they've done the same crap that they're doing to Donald Trump. They've done it to us for years. They've indicted us for nonsense. They've thrown the legal system at us. They haven't given us a chance in hell. It's been a rigged system. Um, 
they've literally made my father a martyr with with certain segments of the population that they otherwise you know claim to own and uh, why I love seeing it because there's so many prophetic words talking about this. This is incredibly racist. I don't think I have to explain why. I'm just like, oh, uh, black people love him because he got arrested. It was pretty racist. Act very thing. What God's been saying was going to happen is now unfolding, and that's why I. That's why we are all sitting there and we're just standing here and we're just like, no matter what these people are doing, they are the ones who will be exposed. No matter what they're going to do and no matter what they're going to try to do to your dad, it will not. It will not go the way they want it. It will not go the way they want it because God's on his side and he's called him his David. He's at his anointed as appointed one. He said it more than once. He continually is it say it. I've had so many different prophetic words regarding your father and the Lord I've cried because I knew the love that God has for him, the love that God has for your family. And I could just feel it. And it's like, he's not going to let, he's not going to forsake you. And he's not going to let this continue. And no matter what. So the gal on the left, the gal on the left is a prophet, prophetess or prophet, Julie Green. And she does these videos where she's like, oh, here's what God told me. It's kind of like those cat cur videos where she goes, where she claims she like went up to heaven and brings back a report of what's going on in heaven. It's, it's pretty wild. And, uh, he, she used to be, uh, Donald Trump's spiritual advisor, but even that didn't really work out so well for her because she crazy. She's fucking out of her fucking mind. And it, it's great uh, seeing her um, living her best life, I guess, living her best life. So this next one, um, this person, it seems a little detached from reality, uh, but I, I kind of I actually like her. I would get drunk with her. Oh, Annie Trump. Are you a uh, are you a, a Trump? Oh uh, well, I want to be. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Donald. I think we could all be cousins somewhere down the line. Oh, yeah. All right, are we on RSBN? Yeah, we're live right now. Nice. I want to farm all a John Deere, a Case, um, more oil, oil, oil. Drill, baby, drill. Yes, thank you. Good seeing you. She's excited to be here, Annie Trump. Yes. There you go. I mean, she's cooked as fuck, but I like her energy. She's like drunk as shit in the middle of the afternoon talking to RSBN. That's uh, that's you know, that's you know, uh, kind of cool. <laughs> Up next, we got a uh, Christy Nome on the possibility of being a uh, Trump's running mate. Because uh, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, I am guessing if he gets the nomination, I'm thinking he's going to probably try to pick a woman. But I don't think it'll be Christy Nome. I think he might pick Carrie Lake. Who were asked, you would consider it, at least. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I would in a heartbeat just because, uh, you know, you respect the position and the person who asks you to do something and then see if you really believe that you could make a difference. You know, President Trump needs a strong uh, partner if he's going to take back the White House. and He's going to need somebody who knows what it's like to run a business, uh, to be an employee, earn a paycheck, but also having a wife, mom, and a grandma isn't bad either. And I think that that kind of perspective would, would weigh in very well on a lot of policy decisions. Well, you were asked, you would consider it, at least. Oh. Um, like, I, I don't think he would pick her, um, just because I don't think she's crazy enough. <laughs> but who knows? Any Anything's possible. We'll see how it all shakes out. It, you know, the primaries haven't even started yet, so 
when people start voting and stuff, it could be that the polling is off too. And we might, we might see this a uh, little closer than uh, we thought it would be. Uh, but it ain't going to be Vivek Ramaswamy and it ain't going to be Chris Christie. Anyway, up next, um, here's a, a Fox News host talking about the, uh, the rise and fall of one Mr. Rudolph Giuliani. Now, I want to turn to Rudy Giuliani, a judge the other day, found him liable in a civil suit brought by two Georgia election workers, uh, Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shea Moss. Um, Damages yet to be determined. But here is Ruby Freeman testifying before the January 6th committee. Now I won't even introduce myself by my name anymore. I've lost my name and I've lost my reputation. I've lost my sense of security. All because a group of people starting with number 45 and his ally, Rudy Giuliani, decided to scapegoat me and my daughter, Shay, to push their own lies. Do you see in the coverage a sense of payback that many people at other news organizations are saying, oh, this is great, Rudy Giuliani finally got what was coming to him, as opposed to, you know, he's a pretty big name, had been a mayor, had been president's lawyer, uh, and reporting it more neutrally. I think that a lot of the media has really relished covering the downfall of Rudy Giuliani, and this is sort of the culmination of that process, which has been underway, Mm -hmm. I think, for years now. Um, I also think that, put it this way, I also think that some of the coverage he has brought upon himself, it's not exactly the case that he's a wallflower who shies he's a confrontational away. I mean, guy. he has incited a lot of this and a lot of the you know he really enjoys media confrontations everybody's written the rise and fall story I mean, he's now broke but let me close by asking you i mean these women were put through hell accused falsely of tampering with ballots they've done nothing wrong and i wonder whether maybe this story resonates a little bit more because it's not about something abstract mm. it's about the human impact on these two people who were sort of pawns in this whole melodrama. This was certainly not a victimless crime, right? It's one thing to allege in the January 6th case that the victim is the United States of America. It, people struggle to deal with abstract Classified concepts. documents. Like, this yeah. is, right. This is very personal. It comes down to these two women and the way that these allegations impacted their lives and their families. And I think when you put a human face to stories like this, it's always a lot more compelling. It's easier to be sympathetic towards them. That was actually a good segment from Fox. <clears throat> I, the, I think they were trying to act like, oh, they're just going after Rudy because they don't like him at the beginning. But then towards the end there, yeah, the, the, the lady, the woman who was on the show, she was like, well, this is like people, people are more like more inclined to think that this is more they're more inclined to understand it i suppose right they're more inclined to empathize and to think that to think that this is pretty bad because what if it was you know what if it was you what if you were just signed up to work at an election center and now all of a sudden you have powerful people claiming you're in on some big conspiracy and then you got to move you got to tell people a different name when you're out and about just because you don't know who's who and what's what so yeah people are gonna maybe understand it on like a more personal level that was a pretty okay segment at least part of it was. Now, if you remember last week, we had a clip of Peter Navarro. Uh, he was uh, he had a woman behind him with a sign, and he tried to grab the sign, and the woman was like, you know, you don't want to catch another charge because uh, trying to steal somebody's sign is uh, technically assault. And that was pretty funny. She's like, you got enough problems. 
Um, oh yeah, and on the uh, you know somebody in chat was like Trump said this woman's name over and over again at rallies. Uh, they just won their suit against Rudy Giuliani. I feel like maybe maybe they're coming for uh, DT next. Hopefully they do. I, I hope you know after what they went through. I hope they never have to work a day in their lives and they live a good, long, healthy, happy life in a nice home with some fucking nice cars. Or maybe they're just a bus pass if they if they really like the city and want to want to live like in Manhattan. I don't know what the, what their deal is. But anyway, here's another clip of uh, Peter Navarro dealing with protesters. This is great. These people are just fucking absolutely fucking destroying Peter Navarro. Witness stand is inside. Thank you. Uh, WW. You got talk? This is um, this is what's wrong with America here. www. Defend. she's having so much fun she's having so much fun let's start this over i know uh for people on the audio only you have this you got to check out the video of this it's in the the show notes that you can grab or you just check out the video of the show on like youtube or odyssey or whatever the the visual here is just the audio does not do this justice Witness stand is inside. Thank you. Uh, WW. You got talk? Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. This is, um, this is what's wrong with America here. www.defendpeter.com. Defend. Come on, man. <laughs> I love her. Let the man talk, man. She's just out there living her best life. She's laughing. She ain't mad. She's like, this is fun. Let him talk, man. It's great. He has every right to talk. Come on, come on, don't Thank do that, man. Let the man talk. Let the man talk. Please play this. Let him talk. On your, on your channel. Oh, we will. We 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 played the beginning of it twice, sir. This is not like this is not the, the what you think it is. People aren't going to be like, "Oh, that woman was so rude." Everybody going to be laughing at you, Peter Navarro, because this is very funny. This is just wrong. I'm trying to speak about serious constitutional issues with you. Clown with a whistle, witch with a broom. You go figure. So, uh, defendpeter.com. Please go there. Help support this fight against uh, the attack on the separation of powers. These send trials money, are very send me money. expensive. Peter is using my image to grift off me. Send me money. Continue. These uh, these trials are very expensive. That's part of the Democrats' lawfare against us. All right, come on, dude. Come on, dude. Yeah, it's time to go. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, uh, and hopefully, same time, same place. Hopefully, she's really under his skin. I love her.
anybody know who that is? We should uh, see if we can get her on just to talk for a few minutes about like what she's doing there. I mean, there's not much to talk about. We'd just be like congratulating her and shit. But like somebody in chat just said a moment ago that like if you want to have a press conference and not get interrupted, you can rent a space. There are even like cheap spaces you could rent. You could get somebody to let you do it. And even in the fucking parking lot of their place. And then you can have people removed probably places that would do it for free but this guy's like oh, i'm just gonna do it on the sidewalk well motherfucker you're now you're on the sidewalk aren't you <laughs> and you know what happens on the sidewalk other people are on the sidewalk that's what happens on the fucking sidewalk so i love her um you know what she's doing is kind of rude but that's it that's even better i think like i think like rude and um snarky and sort of trolling these people and to, to some extent not really taking them very seriously is like the the way to go because a guy like peter navarro has spent his career being taken seriously by people even though we've sort of on and off been covering him and i didn't you know we never really thought he was a person to be taken incredibly seriously but um you know he gets on the news and they let him talk and then all of a sudden he gets defeated by a whistle and that's the same lady again last week where he tried to grab her sign and then she he's, she's like bro you're already facing charges so then on this week's sign she wrote bro you're already facing charges uh there's another video it was kind of unclear what happened where it looked like one of his people uh, tried to take her sign again but it was so unclear what happened in that video because i think the person filming it uh, actually ended up trying to intervene to stop them from doing it so i couldn't really run that video but um, well, I couldn't. It's not that I couldn't run it. I decided not to because it was hard to see what was going on. So up next, we got here's a here's there was this Twitter space that's been happening with a bunch of people who have been like having folks call in from the DC jails and stuff. Um, and I've been kind of hanging out in this other Twitter space run by these two hella cool black ladies who are just like they'll pipe the audio through from the other Twitter space and just clown for hours. So here's um, some of the uh, some of the response in the uh, first Twitter space that I talked about when uh, the the verdicts came down uh, on the Proud Boys, and it's it's cathartic, I suppose, would be the <clears throat> the best way to describe it. Al Cheney just tweeted that um, Zachary Real was found guilty. Dario. Uh, was found guilty of seditious conspiracy. That's all I've got. Okay, guys. Um, if there's no chocolate in the ice cream, share it with the cat. This is a momentous occasion. Maybe we all need to take a breath for just a second. Um, I, oh, goodness. It's not good. No. <gasps> Hey guys, I, I, I just, God, I'm so sorry, Lisa. Hey, so I'm sending you screenshots of a bunch of fucking asshole pieces of shit. I know, I'm trying that to get rid of them. right now. I know. I'm scrubbing through. <laughs> They're trying to kick everybody out. <laughs> this reminds me of like, this reminds me of like every chemtrails telegram group I'm in, right? And I know that, you know, we'll start this over because this is amazing. This will be the second time we started something over this week. This reminds me of every chemtrails uh, a telegram group I'm in because they're like, there's like no engagement and there's hundreds of people in these groups. So it's clearly mostly people like me that are just in there to like find some tidbits and make fun. So they're, they're in these, some of these telegram groups, some of the discussion is about finding and scrubbing the trolls out of their group. But the thing is, none of us are in there trolling. 
we're just in there like trying to find links and shit. So uh, let's start this one over. This is great. And uh, for people listening on the podcast, the this is kind of cute too because there's a you know kind of a pretty a pretty lady uh, eating ice cream, and her cat keeps trying to eat the ice cream. And while she uh, watches uh, this uh, clip of this, which was again pulled by the mayor, our friend Mayor McCheese. Al Cheney just tweeted that um, Zachary Real was found guilty. Uh, Dario was found guilty of seditious conspiracy. That's all I've got. The cat can have some ice cream as a treat. Actually, I think I think there's chocolate sauce on there, so she shouldn't give any to the kitty. Okay, guys. Um... Maybe we all need to take a breath for just a second. Um, I, oh, goodness. It's not good. No. <gasps> you guys, I, I, I just got, I'm so sorry, Lisa. Hey, so I'm sending you screenshots of a bunch of fucking asshole pieces of shit. I know. I'm trying that to get are in rid this of them. Right now. I know. I'm scrubbing through. And these motherfuckers need to be removed. Hey, I'm going to add Especially, you. Listen, Coco, can I add you as a co-host to help me out here? Absolutely, because I'll start fucking blocking okay. these assholes. All right. Hey, I'm going I'm to step in here real quick. If there's a... <laughs> you find an edition motherfucker. Like, yo. So what happens, right? They they In these things, I don't know if it happened on this one, but inevitably, they're they're like overrun with people that are like trolling and doing like um like people that are trolling. So they eventually somebody will get in there and just act like they're one of them. And then they'll, that person will get like moderator privileges or whatever. And then they'll start unblocking all the fucking people that the other people blocked. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's always amazing. Cause it's, it's like, um, you know, the, we're just better at this shit than they are like kind of infiltrating and, uh, our opsec is generally better than theirs. So it's just, it's, it's fucking amazing. Um, if you ever get a chance, maybe I'll try to remember to put in the show notes, a link to the Twitter space that I often uh, listen to while I'm like doing other work because it's the, the, the people clowning on these people are just so funny. This the, I think it's like these, these two like older black ladies and like, there's just like, <laughs> ain't, ain't no clown like getting clowned on by an older black lady. I'm sorry. So we're going to move on here. We got a uh, one, Mr. Uh, Ron DeSantis. Um, I think he's going to say something here that I don't think a lot of his supporters are going to really like as much as he would uh, think that they will. Um, but one thing that the pro-life movement is movement is about is supporting vulnerable women. Senator Rubio has proposed the unborn child care or a child protection act that would essentially give child support from the moment of conception. Is that something you'd consider it would force states to force men to give women what they're due from the moment of conception. These men, look, most of these women do not want to have abortions, but they feel like they have no other options because they get no support. And that's because a lot of these men are nowhere to be found. They should absolutely be providing support. They should absolutely be held accountable. What we've done in Florida is we've recognized that being pro-life means for the whole kit and caboodle. So we've expanded postpartum medical care for poor women to a full year uh, after they have a child. But we've also done things to advance options for foster care and adoption because that is uh, something that, that we want to be able to foster. I think a lot of it comes down to whether women think it's financially feasible uh, to do that. And when they don't get support from the father, then it can be overwhelming. 
So Ron made a pretty, uh, this is a, a, a miscalculation on his part to the extent that he has support. A lot of his supporter, like sort of meme bros, like, um, a lot of like, kind of men's rights activist types that are like sort of, yeah, like they, uh, there's no 4chan, 4chan isn't what it once was, but it's like a lot of 4chan people, a lot of Gamergate like rejects and shit are the people who really like uh, Ron DeSantis. So he made a fucking major miscalculation there because those people hate alimony and child support. Like they absolutely fucking hate it. So up next, we got a a Fox and friends 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 clip here. Um, They think uh, Matt Gates is going to force an impeachment vote uh, on Joe Biden. And the problem is, I don't think they, they would even get the votes in the house for it. Cause I think a lot of Republicans would break and just vote no or abstain from voting because it's, it's, it's a non-starter and they, a lot of them uh, who are like maybe more moderate or whatever, were complaining about the fact that they tried to impeach the last president. And so some of them might just be like, well, I can't really do this. So let's, let's see what Fox and friends and friends and friends and friends has to say about this. Matt Gates is threatening now to force an impeachment vote. He right. wants Joe Biden impeached, and he says he will oust uh, Kevin McCarthy if right. he if he continues and then to slow walk. Put there, yes. right. Steve Scalise. Well, You're not going to oust Kevin McCarthy. He has the votes. Dealing with blood cancer right now. Is there anybody else? This is what Matt Gates is just speaking into the wind. He's spe- if just look at McCarthy's slot. He's not slow walking. Dude, what's up with Kilmeade's? Uh, like, has he been like living in a tanning bed? Thing. He only has a small. He was margin. one of the holdouts. Remember when right. they were trying to get the votes for McCarthy? He was one of votes. The- Have Matt Gates pick up the phone and call some moderate Republicans and see if he can switch to his side. McCarthy would be more than happy to let him do that. Well, you know this. This is not the first impeachment push we have seen with this Republican Congress. Uh, Lauren Boebert, the Republican yeah. from Colorado, did it uh, back in June. I think over the border. And where did that go? That wound up, those articles of uh, impeachment wound up in a committee where they are sitting. Don't you think that Republicans would be for this if there is more information, if they can if get to the bottom, proof. if Comer if, can get proof right. and he can get to the bottom of that, then Republicans would be all for it. But they definitely need that proof right, in order because, to start an impeachment. But, as we were talking about, the, the, the people, the Republicans in those districts that Joe Biden won, they've got to be able to say, look, I voted for it because look at this. It shows that there was corruption, actual corruption, right. not just bankruptcy. Records, but things that show that laws were broken. So far, Comer and company have not been able to. But push it's that so together. overwhelming. Like, he, like when you, when even Fox and Friends is being like, "Dude, you're being stupid." Like, because that's kind of what they said. They're like, "This isn't going to go anywhere. This is not." You know, the last one didn't even make it out of committee. Um, I think they know it's a loser, and it's just going to make them look kind of petty. It's just bad, bad, uh, bad politics to try to do this right now. Who knows what's going to come next? Who knows what happens after the next election? I mean, we could be in a situation where, you know, Biden wins the general election, but that the the Senate flips and the House is even further to the Republican side. And then maybe, maybe they could, maybe they'll get impeachment out of the House. But to convict in the Senate, you still need a supermajority. So they're not, I don't, they're still not going to be able to do it. Anyway, here's um, Marjorie Taylor Greene keeps making ads for Joe Biden. Uh, by accident. Lyndon B. Johnson is very similar to Joe Biden. His big socialist programs were the Great Society. The Great Society were big government programs to address education, 
medical care, urban problems, rural poverty, transportation, Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, and welfare, the Office of Economic Opportunity, and big labor and labor unions. Now, LBJ had the Great Society, but Joe Biden had Build Back Better, and he still is working on it. The largest public investment in social infrastructure and environmental programs that is actually finishing what FDR started, that LBJ expanded on, and Joe Biden is attempting to complete. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was created by the Lincoln Project. Fuck the Lincoln Project. But they're kind of they're good at one thing. And that's dunking on Donald Trump, which is amazing because the cool thing about the 2016 uh, primaries and the uh and the debates was watching Donald Trump just absolutely dunk on these dumb fuck Republicans that were running against him. Like they couldn't do anything about it. So it's kind of neat to see him sort of having the same thing happen to him. Sort of. But I just wish it wasn't the Lincoln Project because I don't like those guys. Anyway, up next we got uh, Ted Cruz uh, is complaining about getting um, questions about Mitch McConnell's uh, health. Your, your colleague, Mitch McConnell, he returned to the Senate floor yesterday. Obviously, we, we yeah. wish him the best health-wise, but let's watch a brief clip from some of his remarks. Now, one particular moment of my time back home has received its fair share of attention in the press over the past week. But I assure you, August was a busy and productive month. Obviously, we should point out that he's had some remarks earlier today and no visible issues there. Uh, have you heard anything about these health concerns, but also are, are you concerned? Well, listen, the, the, the two recent health scares that, that Mitch had, those, those were concerning, obviously. Um, I, I've been praying for him. Heidi's been praying for him. I'll tell you this. Mitch How's that working? is stubborn as a mule. He and I have disagreed on a lot of issues, but, but he has, he's been in the Senate a long time, and, and, I, and I'm hoping he comes to a, a full and, and speedy recovery. I gotta say, Carl, one of the things that's striking, so we've all, the Senate's been back in session for the last two days. In the last 48 hours, without exaggeration, I probably have gotten upwards of 50 to 75 questions from the Capitol Hill reporters all about Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, Mitch mm. McConnell. And, and, and to all of the reporters, I just can't help but laugh. And I say, I'm curious, why have I gotten more questions in two days about Mitch McConnell's health than we've heard in two and a half years about Joe Biden's obvious mental decline? Joe Biden has his finger on the nuclear button. He's the commander in chief. And none of the Capitol Hill press wants to address the very serious mental infirmity He's not to mention more than one Democrat senator who, who has yeah. very significant health issues as well. And yet the press has utter and complete silence on those issues as well. And he just got up and walked out of a Medal of Honor ceremony just yesterday. It was unbelievable. So he mentioned Dianne Feinstein. Dianne Feinstein been there too long, but is not running for reelection. Um, I think uh, she should have not run for reelection last time but she is not running for re-election. Mitch McConnell has made no, no uh, noises in that direction. Um, Joe Biden actually this week had a pretty good week. You know, people were like, oh, he ended a thing saying he was going to bed. 
But then we were like, well, we found out it was like a little after 10 p.m. a local time where he was at and he'd been traveling like, yeah, some people go to bed at 10 p.m. I mean, you can go after Joe Biden for a lot of shit. <coughs> and he is his mind isn't as fast as it once was. I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend that he's the same guy that was uh, had that debate with Paul Ryan uh, in uh, what was it, 2000. I think it was 2012 where he was just cheesing the whole time and making fun of Paul Ryan and shit. He ain't the same guy. Not the same guy. But that wasn't the news story this week. We don't, nobody gets to decide what the news cycle is. Like, even like one, Fox can't decide, Newsmax can't decide. We certainly don't get to decide what the news cycle is. Because if we did decide what the news cycle is, mainstream media would just be running that K. Griggs video all fucking day. If you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you hang out late night sometimes. Uh, I'm talking to you, podcast listeners. Up next, we got um, basically the. Military people in the military are starting to get mad that Congress is holding up uh, promotions uh, within the military, and um, not you know we don't love the military around here, but it's really odd that the GOP, who is usually like banging the war drum and saying, "Oh, we love our troops, we love our troops," they're holding up <clears throat> this stuff because they're I don't know mad about a great number of things. Obviously, we're still at such a standstill. What is the, what's the solution here? What's the next step? Yeah. Well, well, really, I mean, I would refer you to the Senate, to the Congress, uh, to to answer that question. You know, I've I've been asked before to try to put this into context uh, in terms of why does this matter? Um, and you know, with football season starting, I would say imagine going into uh, the football season with a bunch of acting coaches uh, for each of our teams with a regulation that limits any of those acting coaches from presuming that he or she was actually going to officially lead the team. Uh, and those acting coaches who come up through the organization are now responsible for not only being the offensive and defensive coordinators, but also acting as the head coach. Uh, and so in the short, short term, they're likely going to make things happen because that's what good leaders do. Uh, but what happens when performance on the field becomes impacted over time? How are you going to deal with the uncertainty of uh, within the coaching staff and the locker room in terms of who's in charge? How are we going to affect performance? And then who are the fans going to hold accountable? So <clears throat> I think like right now they're that the, I think the GOP is making a giant mistake and i know it's just basically one guy holding all this up it's tuberville but like they're making a big fucking mistake because like like historically uh military uh at least active duty military have tended to vote for republicans and um you know if they start finding out that like you know their their buddy <clears throat> who's just like one or two steps above them is now taking on two or three jobs because some some asshole in the senate won't like promote them and then promote someone else to another job and shit. They're going to gonna start thinking, you're going to start thinking, maybe, maybe we might change our voting patterns because, uh, people are like interfering with our jobs. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I'm not, Oh, military readiness and shit. Fuck off. Fuck off. Okay. Well, so we can't go start another war, but like after, after a while, yeah, the institution starts to have some problems and we don't really want the largest military power in the world to be like, to like have like leadership issues. Um, no, you know, I'm sure most of most people who are listening to this, uh, generally agree with me on like the, the military being too big and all that. But with, 
<clears throat> with that being the case, you really don't want there being leadership issues because then things start having some real fucking problems. You get a couple fucking cowboys in there who think think they <clears throat> just just use your imagination, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> here we got more. We got more on this. This is uh, from CNN, and I believe this is uh, retired General Wesley Clark on CNN. How does this ever get resolved? Well, first of all, of course, it's a national security problem. And not only is it blocking promotions and, and assignments and, and policy changes and preparation for potential war against China and military systems. No, no. Yo, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, what I, what I want them to do is not prepare for war against China, actually. Let's go ahead and uh, not do that. Ukraine and its ongoing war. But it's brought politics into this. This is about a political issue. The military is political. Close to Senator Tuberville's heart, apparently, which is to prevent women from uh, having control of their own bodies. And so uh, it's the worst kind of reason for a hold on promotions. Now, what can be done, what normally would be done, is every federal program that's going to Alabama would be choked off. And uh, you'd make a, a private issue of this. You go to the leadership in the Senate. You tell Mitch McConnell, if you don't crack down on this, we're going to take away your programs in Kentucky. Uh, this is hardball. He wants to play hardball. He's a football coach. He's going to get hardball thrown back at him. And that's what this administration needs to do. I know it's been building for weeks. The administration hoped it would go away, doesn't want to have a fight. Uh, but uh, it's time to have a fight on this one. I believe this is getting increasingly serious. Tuberville's way out of line. And, you know, Alabama is one of these states that's really proud of patriot, being patriotic. I don't see how citizens from Alabama can support their senator who's sabotaging the leadership of the United States Armed Forces. Well, and he. So <clears throat> obviously, Alabama is not going to elect a Democrat, right? But. There's space in there for somebody to go in and primary this guy and be like, look, look, a lot of you, you know, are homeowners and were able to go to college and whatnot because you were in the military. And uh, what if you were up for a promotion? And then this guy, this asshole over here was saying, oh, no, sorry, I'm mad about some other shit. So you can't have a promotion. I feel like this guy could get could uh, get defeated. Next time he's up, if he gets a good primary challenge, or even somebody from his right. Tuberville is pretty conservative, but it would be if he got a challenger from his right who just um, just kind of pounded on this during the primary. I think the guy could lose his seat. Now, like I said, I'm not some big military guy. <laughs> Y'all know that, but like, like just stopping people that are like doing their jobs from getting a promotion, even if it's in the military, yeah, they're gonna hate you for it. And so are the people that their friends, their family, everybody's going to hate you for it. And it's not just Tuberville. It's going to spill out over onto the rest of the GOP. I don't think it'll be a big factor in the, the 2024 election, but I think it, <clears throat> I don't like in the general, but like I said, somebody could in fact primary this guy and they could use this as the wedge and they, they might win on it. Up next, we got RFK Jr. Uh, talking about uh, the DNC and the elites. I love listening to uh, Kennedy, uh, who's married to a rich actress, uh, tell me about the elites. I don't know. I, I don't know how you feel about it. Democratic Party has had this very interesting shift. When my uncle was president, my father was in. The Democratic Party was where the people who are poor and working people are. And today, 
70% of the wealth in this country is owned by the Democratic Party and only 30% the Republican Party. The top richest counties in this country, nine of the 10 are Democratic counties. Oh, there is this kind of shift in wealth that maybe is one of the reasons that uh, Democrats do not seem to be talking to or for working people anymore. You know, my father used to bring us to Southeast Washington to meet people who were poor. My father used to take us to meet the poors is not really the flex you think it is, RFK Jr. Delta or West Virginia, uh, to Appalachia or the Indian reservations. And he always said to us, these, these are your people. Um, he said, the people are wealthy, who are the big corporate leaders and titans. They don't need the Kennedys. They have lawyers and they have PR firms and they have lobbyists. And he said, when you grow older, I want you to do something about those people. And um, you know, that's one of the reasons that I'm running. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., thank you very much for that. Thank you. Appreciate it. If you like this video... My very rich family took me to observe the pores. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So <clears throat> those counties, uh, by the way, <clears throat> they're all in like big cities. So... Yeah, big cities are more expensive, and as such, wages are higher. Things like minimum wage increase, but also there's just more like tech jobs, or more law firms, more more professional jobs for more people, and so the 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 basically the economy is overheated, and like inflation, <clears throat> cities are like kind of inflated versus like non cities. So that's like why those are all Democrat controlled is because they're cities. It's just the way it is. It's been that way for a very long time that uh, people in cities tend to vote for democrats i don't know i don't know why they i don't know why they think it's something else <clears throat> it's not it's mostly that and again just property values higher wages are higher in cities so they're going to be tend to be the richest uh, districts in the country for a while san jose california where i lived was the richest city in the country and everybody there won rich i don't know what to tell you Anyway, here's Mike Huckabee on his late night show, which apparently Mike Huckabee has a late night show. And uh, he's going to talk about uh, this election might be the last election decided by ballots instead of bullets, which is crazy talk. And as always, shout out to Right Wing Watch. Do Could not do the show without you. Opponents to those in power are dealt with in third world dictatorships, banana republics and communist regimes. Well, it's simple. The people in power use their police agencies to arrest their opponents for made-up crimes in an attempt to discredit them, bankrupt them, imprison them, exile them, or all of the above. And if you're not paying attention, you may not realize that Joe Biden is using exactly those tactics to make sure that Donald Trump is not his opponent in 2024. Here's the problem. If these tactics end up working to keep Trump from winning or even running in 2024, it is going to be the last American election that will be decided by ballots rather than bullets. They've been saying this for a long time. <clears throat> There's an implicit threat in there, right? Like, it's like, well, you know, you hold people accountable that we don't want you to hold accountable. We might get shooty. Now he didn't say that, but that's that, that's that's implied. That's like heavily implied. <clears throat> and uh, anybody who tells you that it isn't heavily implied is just lying to you because this has been a this has been like the line that they've been running uh, 
basically since Obama, and I know they probably were running this line before, but it got real intense under Obama. And uh, I, I don't actually want that to happen. I don't want an election to get shooty. <laughs> I'm not a big electoral politics guy, right? You know, we're going to have to cover the election just like every other political streamer is, but I'm not a big, you know, electoral politics guy. We, I like to talk about like the issues and the, the re, like kind of how we got here is like what I like to talk about. That's why we do the, the cults and satanic panic show. And that's a big reason we do conspiracy bingo. I mean, those shows are fun, but it's also like a, how we got here sort of thing. But, uh, <clears throat> how we got here is going to become largely irrelevant if people start, uh, fucking getting shooty on election day. Um, that's why we're keeping an eye on Shasta. Also, we have some people up there, but it, it'll start somewhere like Shasta. Anyway, up next, uh, we're going to, here's the five Fox news, the five. It's sort of like when this show used to be a panel show, uh, but like with a bigger budget and uh, dumber people. And, uh, here's Greg Gutfeld on, uh, how he's not punching down actually. Is the AG right? Um, I don't agree with the AG on this. I think if, if a child makes a decision like this, the parents should be, be notified. We notify parents anytime a, a number of things happen in school during the day with, with, the, with a child. Um, we don't have any consensus in our country around how we should treat trans people. Oh, polling shows there's a consensus around how to treat trans people. Luckily enough, and it's, the numbers are falling a little bit, unfortunately, but luckily enough, most people are like, oh, we should treat them with respect. And at the very least, just leave them alone and let them li uh, live their lives. Um, I, I tend to agree with with some of the arguments that we make around a table and theories that and even uh, as sometimes we all get emotional about it, because I have a young daughter also. Um, I, I try to hesitate. I know we all do to to to, to punch or even to punch uh, to punch down. And that, this is not punching down, Harold. Greg, Greg, this is Greg, this is not punching down. Greg, can I just finish my point? Sure. I, look, I, I tend to agree with you on some things. But my, my only point is. I don't believe this this Artemis is doing this because she wants all of this attention. I, my only point is Not at all. we've got we've got to figure out how we deal with this issue. It's called mental it, illness. This is a but, mentally but, ill person. But, 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 but Greg, this, she's not, if say that is true, Artemis is not the only one then because we're, these stories are populating our docket to it's talk contagion. about every, every, so whatever it is, we've got to figure out how we deal with it. Because on, the children are being presented with this at the age of six and, and now so, they're starting to buy into so, it. So th that could be part of this, well, that's, but I do think parents have to be yeah. notified of these things. So my only sense, we're not going to build a consensus here. This is not to suggest that you punch down Greg or anybody. I'm only saying there's some who do, we're dealing with this, I think, at a much higher level. We I think we're this, dealing though, with it at a higher level. When we do this topic, we actually punch up, knowing the amount of hell that we will get talking about this. Yeah. The moment we do this segment, we yep. will all be yep. called transphobes. Yep. People will, will try to harass us. Mm -hmm. It's actually punching up to try to talk about something that has been somehow an electric fence has been placed around it by the media to scare the crap out of parents. That's all I'm saying about the punching down. I don't know if you meant that. I don't know. So <clears throat> this guy's definition of <clears throat> your any time that somebody claps back at you, you must therefore be punching up. Like I Harold Ford Jr. I like disagree with him on like the, some of the substance of what he was saying, but he's like, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't be punching down at these people, and I think that's 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 fairly reasonable. Um, Greg Gutfeld got mad and was like, this is mental illness. This is blah blah blah. The problem is the mental health field has been pretty, pretty clear and speaks pretty much with one voice on this, that, that uh, affirming 
<clears throat> affirming this as early as possible uh, helps the most people most of the time. And when they're like, oh, it's being presented to people at six. No, that's first grade. Most of this isn't being presented to people at six. I bet the m most of the time when this stuff comes up in a first grade classroom, it's because like one of the kids like has queer parents or whatever. And so the other kids start making fun of them or maybe they're not even making fun of them. Maybe they're just asking questions. And so it's the job of the teachers to maybe uh, talk about it a little bit. But I don't think it's happening the way that it's you know being described here. I think most teachers, you know, do their best to try to, you know, talk about things in an age appropriate way. Anyway, now we're going to start talking about uh, weather and natural disasters. We're first going to do Marjorie the Gathering. <clears throat> She's going to talk about Burning Man. She went on the Infowars show to talk about the storm that happened at Burning Man. I have some thoughts on the storm that happened at Burning Man, but they're not going to be the same as the, the thoughts that maybe Marjorie the Gathering has. I want to talk about Burning Man for a minute. We are watching, uh, you know, from a distance, there are approximately like 73 or 75,000 people in, in Nevada. And, and they're locked in there from floods. And I'm yes. glad, I, I, I was going to raise that. They literally did a mock sacrifice and all this, and then it flooded with these tornadoes. And it was, sorry, go ahead. A mock sacrifice. Yo, yo, he's talking about burning the man. He's like, He's just talking about how they burned the man. He's like, they did a mock sacrifice, and then they're fucking, tor there was no tornado there. Was there a tornado at Burning Man? A tornado at Burning Man would be a fucking humanitarian disaster. There was no tornado at Burning Man. What the shit is this guy talking about? And for a minute, we are watching, uh, you know, from a distance, there are approximately like 73 or 75,000 people in, in Nevada. And, and they're locked in there from floods. And I'm yes. glad, I, I was, I, I was going to raise that. They literally did a... Also, they weren't locked in there by floods. They couldn't get out. Vehicles couldn't move. And <clears throat> the organizers were just telling people, don't try to move your vehicle. You're not going to be able to do it. And we're going to have an even worse problem if y'all try to fucking drive out of here. Mock sacrifice and all this. And then it flooded with these tornadoes. And it was, sorry, go ahead. Well, you know, God has a way of, of making sure everyone knows who God is. I'll say that about that. But let's talk about... What is happening to these people? So but that's not a tornado, right? That's a, that's a fucking, what do they call it? They call them like dust devils or whatever. There's, there's 73, 75,000 people in Nevada desert right now at this burning man. They're locked in. They're not allowed to leave. And they're basically probably being brainwashed that climate change is the cause of all of it. Well, the, 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 the root of all evil, and it's going to destroy the earth. And they're they're feeling the panic and the, the media is saying that. Oh, this yes. is because you didn't know about climate change. Yes. So what's going to they're happen? Fine. They have Modelo. It's the same thing. Same way they launch any kind of movement after this is over and Burning Man and these seventy five thousand people disperse and they go back home. They're going to have these stories to tell and how terrible it is and how we have to do everything possible to stop climate change it's caused by humans and it's carbon and it's the amount of carbon that we put out it's manufacturing it's our it's our gas and diesel engines it's it's you know agriculture i mean aoc wants to get rid of cattle even even population we have too many humans putting out too much carbon you're going to start hearing all this stuff and this is going to build and i believe this is the left's new lie they're going to put on the American people and try to get everyone behind and create it to where, remember AOC and the left and many others said that the, the earth is going to literally explode in a ball of fire. We're going to all die. It's going to be the end of the world. 2030. This is, what, this is what they're brainwashing people to believe. No, I totally agree. And now Biden's. So 
I actually listened to a, a lot of interviews with uh, people who got out of uh, Burning Man. Um, one of the reasons is I listen to a lot of tech podcasts, and there are a lot of tech people that went to Burning Man. So there are kind of interviews with a lot of kind of well-to-do people who went there. And I maybe heard climate change mentioned once over the course of five interviews. And the one where you would have thought that climate change would have been uh, mentioned would be on like Casey Newton's uh, podcast, Hard Fork. Um, and it wasn't mentioned at all. The guy just talked about how terrifying it was that, that <clears throat> like at the beginning, they, he didn't know how long he was going to be there. He didn't know if it was going to be a couple days or like two weeks. And he was like worried that, you know, people were going to run out of food. And then when, when people started running out of food, like was, were people going to start like trying to steal things? Was it going to be violence? That was like the kind of stuff I heard people like talking about, like that, what their, what their concerns were. I didn't really hear a lot of mention of climate change. Um, and I don't really hear anybody talking about this in that way more broadly. Um, it's not that nobody is, it's just, that's not the big talking point. Uh, one of the bigger talking points I'm hearing about it is some, maybe these festivals out in the fucking middle of the desert aren't such a great idea because something like a rainstorm can really fuck shit up for people. Anyway, up next we got, um. We got Steve Schultz from Elijah's List uh, with a guy, uh, Destiny Encounters, not uh, Steve Destiny, obviously, but it'd be pretty funny to see Steve Destiny on, um, <laughs> on fucking the Elijah's List show. But they're going to talk about uh, whether or not a dragon um, was responsible for the Hawaii wildfires. And yeah, I just said a dragon. I don't mean a demon, like a metaphor. I mean, like, was it? I mean, it's a demonic dragon. But what did, was it a dragon? I don't know. We'll find out. I'm thinking it probably wasn't a dragon, but it'd be, I don't know. It'd be pretty cool if dragons showed up. The islands of Hawaii were the very first state to legalize abortion. And I said, there's an open door in these islands that if it's not closed, I had seen a dragon that was going to come and they, there was going to be uh a very um, demonic attack against the islands. And when I had seen it in a vision, it came to me and I saw this dragon, literally Jewish space dragon, <laughs> blowing fire onto the islands. And, um, and I told the people, I said, there must be significant intercession to close this door. And there must be a turning in this state from the, and a DEW stands for dragon energy weapon from the illegalization of abortion wow there's an, another event that's coming that is going to be uh like what, what 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 happened at pearl harbor again and if this door is not closed i said it will be so significant that that many people's lives will be lost and i said in particular that uh the ch there was a uh, there was a um a targeting of children uh, because of the issue of abortion. Right. Given that a year before. <laughs> Yo, it was a dragon energy weapon that, that Elijah's list show. It never fucking fails to deliver. He found this guy just has, I mean, he has a better collection of kooks than I do. Right. Like, I mean, we, I'm pretty proud of our collection of kooks around here, but that, that Steve Schultz guy, he's just like working overtime collecting kooks. There's no dragon. This isn't because like abortion got legalized in Hawaii before in any other state. It was just a, 
like a horrible situation where a wildfire happened. And thankfully for some of the people that were able to get into the ocean, they more people would have died if it, they weren't able to just jump in the ocean. Like it was, there was a humanitarian disaster and people lost their homes. It wasn't a dragon. Here's a uh, Tim Burton, a uh, fake historian. Only God can save us from wildfires. It's sort of like what, remember Smokey the bear was like, only you can stop forest fires. Well, fuck Smokey the bear. Actually just pray about it. As our nation has become increasingly secular, uh, we have looked to the government. In life, there's two options. You either have a big government or a big God. And the more we've forgotten God, the more we've looked to government to be our provider, to be our savior. And what we have seen, especially under the Biden administration, glaring reality is that the government can never be our savior. The government can never provide for us the things we should be looking to God to provide for us, whether it be the hope, the comfort, the safety, security that we know as believers we can find in God. We find in Christ, we don't find that in government. And and this should be a wake-up call for everybody looking. Wait, he's got a wall builder shirt on. Who the fuck does he think is going to build the wall? to solve their problems. We don't look to government to solve our problems. We have a God that solves problems. The government's role is to protect our God-given rights, not to come in and try to replace God, but to protect what God has already given us. Okay, well, shout out to Right Wing Watch. That guy's stupid. I'm, I'm going with Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent forest fires, but it's not just you. Like, sometimes these forest fires are caused by, um, like, Pacific Gas and Electric. It's pretty good at fucking causing forest fires. Um... But that's anyway, we're done with our um, we're done with our crazy weather part of the show. And it uh, looks like we have a palate cleanser. Uh, thanks. Thanks to Allie Drew uh, for sending us our palate cleanser this week. This is from uh, a Facebook Reels. So who knows what happens when I uh, hit play here? Anything could fucking happen. Is there a can I can I full screen this? I have no idea how Facebook Reels work. You love being on your knees. Land on your feet. A man lands on his feet. Girls get on their knees. I might get a lot of hate for this, but as a woman, I kind of agree with him. I'm on my knees a lot, sometimes for hours, sometimes all day. Because burying a body isn't all fun and games. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's super rewarding and I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. But it is a thankless job and there are some tough days. It's not for the faint of heart, so I wouldn't expect you to dirty your fragile little knees. Typically, homophobes, transphobes, and sexists are simply not strong enough for this type of work, but I'm sure you're good at other things. For your other comment, men do not always land on their feet. I've thrown my male prisoners down flights of stairs on multiple occasions and they always land on their face and they usually don't recover which is why I'm always on my knees and they definitely get on their knees when they're begging for mercy which I do show them sometimes because I am a very generous ruler and hey if you don't believe me come on down and see it for yourself we'd love to have you right boys mm. you love being on your knees land on your <laughs> she's great I love that lady's videos she's funny as shit um, and she always goes after these sort of masculinity influencer guys. And like, they, they, <clears throat> I'm glad she's doing it sort of because she's like a pretty girl and like pretty girls or any kind of girl. Actually, they hate those fucking masculinity influencer guys and they hate like the dudes who fucking believe that shit. It, that shit just makes it harder for young men to like date and mate. It's because they go out, <clears throat> they go out there with, with these unrealistic expectations of women and then they have unrealistic expectations for themselves and it kind of shines through it because they're fucking insecure. And, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's fucked up. It doesn't work well for, it doesn't work well for anybody. 
but it's i guess it's good fodder for us but i wish that shit wasn't going on i wish that then i wish there were better uh you know role models for young men but the problem is like you know it's not going to be me and like most people who are good role models for young men are actually being good role models for young men in their community they're not going out and trying to be a masculinity influencer you know you have people like Dwayne the Rock Johnson who is a good role model i think for young men a very kind person um, generally has, you know, good takes on things and n- shockingly enough in today's day and age, I know shit about him getting a little handsy and shit with people. So, you know, maybe, maybe we on the left could do a little bit of a better job with this stuff. But also like, I think as soon as you start trying to do that, you end up, you're going to end up giving people a lot of bad advice, no matter who you are, no matter how uh, well-intentioned you are, because your advice isn't like one size fits all advice isn't going to work. Yes. Uh, for electricity. So this clip is uh, windmills. You remember when uh, windmills were giving people cancer and killing the birds? Well, the windmills are actually also killing the whales. Yes, uh, for electricity. These people are telling sub-Saharan Africa, you have to stay in the dark to and, and not develop your fossil fuels because we say so. This is keeping a billion people in the dark, Senator, because they say so. It's called, it's essentially climate colonialism. It's racist. Dagan, there are 1,600 scientists from around the world that just joined in a declaration led by two Nobel laureates that said we we are not in a climate emergency, that all this climate change alarmism is based on bad science, completely ignoring the impact of clouds to basically be a heat sink. Uh, again, I, the climate has always changed, always will. I'm not alarmist, I'm not in denial, but we've spent over $5 trillion globally on climate change. We haven't moved the needle, according to climate alarmists. I mean, how much more are we going to waste? These windmills, according to an earlier report on your network, are killing the whales. Yeah. What? Again, this, this whole climate I thought they were killing the birds and giving people windmill cancer. Toward control over our lives. It's economically destructive. It's why we are experiencing inflation and high energy prices. But that's all this president is focused on. So, yeah, I mean, people that he would call climate alarmists are saying we haven't moved the needle, but that's just because the fucking, it seems like the uh, planet continues to warm every year is uh, the hottest year on record, hotter than the next. And um, I don't know. I think we're fucked. I don't I don't think we're going to be able to fix this problem and I don't think Mars is inhabitable and I don't know, but I just think, uh, I just, I just know that the people who are like sort of trying to downplay it have probably caused like done a lot more, done a lot more harm than, than a lot of people think, you know, I think, uh, you know, after I'm uh, dead and gone, I think that there's going to be some, uh, horrific things that happen to, uh, the people of, of earth and to other animals. We're not going to really know as much about what's happening to the other animals. I don't think, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a shit show. There's going to be like, there's going to be wars over resources. It's going to be, it's going to be fucked up. It's going to be like refugee crises. Like you've never seen. And, um, I mean, I won't be here for it, but you know, I have, I know people, my sister has a kid. I know other people with kids. Um, those kids will probably be here for it. And that's fucked up. <clears throat> Here's, um, this appears to be Marjorie, the gathering. 
and uh, she's gonna. She's asking about tax rates in the Ice Age. People are not affecting climate change. You're gonna tell me that back in the Ice Age, how much taxes did people pay and how many changes did governments make <laughs> to melt the ice? The climate is going to continue to change. And there is no reason to just open up our borders and allow everyone in and continue to funnel over $50 billion or however many billions of dollars or trillions of dollars to foreign countries all over the world simply because they don't like the climate change. Mr. Chairman. Well, simply because they don't like the climate change. I think it's like more like people, there's going to be refugee crises because people aren't going to be able to live where they used to live. Their lands will become uninhabitable. And when that happens, migration happens. Human beings or any other kind of animal. It's not really a thing that you choose. Here's a, a David Barton. Um, he's going to do a no, no true Christian fallacy on uh, slavery. Should be fun. God's curse of slavery came out of the Jamestown colony, a money-oriented colony. They were evangelical Christians, but they weren't biblical Christians. They weren't thinking biblically, but they were making money and great, whatever. But out of that, you get avarice, lust, ignorance, superstition, secession, rebellion, the Dred Scott decision, Kansas-Nebraska Act, Fugitive Slave Law, uh, the Compromise of 1850, the Missouri Compromise. All the bad policies came out of that mentality. Now, if you take the top one, and those are all professing Christians. If you take the top one up top, the book up there, the red and yellow book, it says the Bible on the end. So that's a colony built on the Bible. It wasn't built on economics. And out of that, you have intelligence, obedience to law, equal rights, love of country, philanthropy, benevolence, happiness, patience, charity, faith, hope, peace, honor, truth, virtue, justice, morality. All the good stuff comes. Out. All the good things. Now, this was what we taught in schools in the 1880s is there's two Americas, and one of them is not biblical. And there's a whole lot of Christians today that are not biblical. They're professing Christians, but they couldn't put a verse to most of the policies the pilgrims came up with. And so that's why it's significant to be a biblical Christian, not just a professing Christian. Again, shout out to Right Wing Watch. Could not do the show without them. That's stupid. Like, <clears throat> somebody tells me there's this religion or that religion. I just fucking believe them. I'm not religious, and I'm not the religion police. These people are like dead and gone too and aren't even around to defend themselves. Up next, we got, uh, I guess, we'll, we'll another palate cleanser, I suppose. Uh, this is LeVar Burton talking about the, uh, the, the strikes in Hollywood. And as always, LeVar Burton is a treasure. Well, in terms of the mess, my message to the people inside uh, the gates, abject greed is not a good look. In fact, it's pretty ugly. And there are families who are struggling out here and suffering and are willing to do so for a fair and equitable contract for all of us. And we're not going anywhere. So get right, get real, or get gone because your, 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 your Wall Street partners aren't happy campers right now. Y'all are losing profits head over heels, hand over fist. And I know that there are meetings happening in back rooms all over this town. And, and so, greed, it isn't good for any of us. So let's get real. Let's come back to the table. Let's make a fair and equitable deal. 
and let's get back to work. <clears throat> it's kind of neat seeing like the, the more famous people out there, like because he don't need the money, right? And it's 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 good to see that the more famous, more well-to-do people are out there, like advocating for the people that work in their industry. You don't really see that in a lot of other industries. So that's uh that's good. Lavar Burton, a bit of a treasure. He we've played other clips of him talking about other issues. I think one of the better ones we played was one where he talked about critical race theory, and what he said was pretty fucking spot on, as usual. Now here's two people who are famous who are were not spot on. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis went ahead and wrote a letter in support of Danny Masterson to the court after Danny Masterson was convicted of multiple uh, rape charges. Um, and here's their little apology video, which seems like a lawyer wrote it. We are aware of the pain that has been caused by the character letters that we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson. We support victims. We have done this historically through our work and will continue to do so in the future. A couple months ago, Danny's family reached out to us and they asked us to write character letters to represent the person that we knew for 25 years. Yeah, so, but you, you, he did that 20 years ago. Like when y'all were thick as thieves is when he did that. Like that's when the, like, what the fuck? What, it, what, who wrote this for you? That the judge could take that into full consideration relative to the sentencing. The letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the validity of the jury's ruling. They were intended for the judge to read um, and not to undermine the testimony of the victim. He's <laughs> like, nobody told us these were a matter of public record, you dumb fucks. Or re-traumatize them in any way. We would never want to do that. And we're sorry if that has taken place. Our heart goes out to every single person who's ever been a victim of sexual assault, sexual abuse, or rape. Except like people knew they knew what was going on at one point because there was like a whisper network about it. And you think they didn't hear none of the whispers? <clears throat> they heard the whispers. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a, a clip of a night, uh, a, 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 like a late night host fucking just kind of telling uh, Masterson that everybody knows what's going on. It was kind of ominous. I forget which one it was. I think it might have been Conan, who I don't even really like that much. Who was like, oh, everybody knows about you. You'll get caught. And I was like, whoa, that was trippy. Anyway, um, this is interesting. This is the great dinosaur debate. Um, this is part of a longer, <laughs> longer, longer video. But, it, you know, they were nice enough to give us a uh, timestamp. So here we go. We're going to uh, talk about uh, whether or not dinosaurs existed. We have these little dinosaurs right mm -hmm. here because we've kind of jokingly talked about how do we know really what dinosaurs looked like today we have all these depictions of dinosaurs with the they're sure that their skin looked like this that they sounded like this that they looked like this and how do we know i'm skeptical about the modern rendering of dinosaurs how do we know the dinosaurs really existed and that they weren't just big Hippopotamuses. What the fuck? <laughs> well, first of all, uh, you need to be skeptical about what they actually look like. 
uh, simply because... Is that Ken Ham? That's fucking Ken Ham. When they find dinosaur bones, they really only find a few. There's not that many. Uh, now, we have a reconstruction of a dinosaur skeleton at the Creation Museum. It's a big one. It's an Allosaurus. It's said to be the best Allosaurus skull ever found. It's 97% complete. Yeah. And the secularists hated the fact that we were donated that. It's worth, worth over a million dollars. And there were a few other bones found. And, and so based on other bones that have been found and other, you know, deposits, they're able to sort of reconstruct, you know, the, the, uh, the bones of that dinosaur. But they don't find all the bones of a dinosaur when they, they find those. But first of all, do I believe in dinosaurs? And the answer is yes. Oh, well, fucking at least we got that. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say, but the, the Bible doesn't have the word dinosaur in it. It doesn't say God created dinosaurs. Well, it doesn't have the word email in it either, right? Because email is a modern word. Uh, the word dinosaur is a modern word. It wasn't invented until 1841 by a man called Sir Richard Owen. Hmm. He was a famous British anatomist, founded the uh, um, British Museum of Natural History. And in 1841, from two Greek words, dinios and saurus, he invented the name dinosaur, which means terrible lizard. That's why most people think dinosaurs are all great big monsters. And what had happened was back in the early 1800s, some would say it even goes back to the to the uh, 17th century, but that bones were found. But the, really, uh, the first bones that were really found and named were in 1822 um, by a lady uh, whose husband was interested in fossils and so on. And they found the bones of a creature called Iguanodon. So Iguanodon and then Megalosaurus were, were the first two. And Sir Richard Owen realized there's this group of animals we're finding in the fossil record that have certain distinguishing characteristics. And so he invented the name dinosaur. Now, since... This is fucking... I can't. I can't we can't possibly run any more of this. I should have put that in red light because that would have been fun to run for a long time. He's like, I do believe in dinosaurs, but, but there's a lot of weird shit in the butt part. We would, uh, I would advise people not to uh, listen to Ken Ham on uh, dinosaurs. And I liked how the fucking, uh, the host was like, well, I don't even, did they even exist or were they just a hippopotamus? They might've just been a hippopotamus. They were the hippopotami of their day. Anyway, I, I tried not to cover this next one. Uh, there was this uh, fucking human thumb looking guy who had a big old meltdown about uh, pronouns in a video game or something. And um, I can't not cover it because his response to people making fun of him is just amazing. It's just absolutely fucking amazing. Check this out. Man has opinion about video game. Internet goes absolutely nuclear crazy about opinion on video game. Is this actually about opinion on video game? No, this has nothing to do with opinion on video game. This has everything to do with going after the far left sacred cow of gender ideology. I'm not going to treat you like you don't know what is actually going on. Towards the beginning of the game, the character creation, we were greeted with a pronoun option. So very current day of Bethesda, because it appears at some point during the last couple of years, Pete Hines seems to have forgotten what gender he is. Never mind. Well, he didn't, though. It says says he, him in his uh, bio. 
So I went on a little bit of a rant to my streaming audience because I was unhappy with the fact that in every aspect of our entertainment today, we seem to be pulled out because the people creating it are more concerned with inserting current day into absolutely everything. I Wait, they, they, they seem to be putting current day. The modern art reflects the modern world human thumb gets angry i love nothing more than with all of that laid out in front of me i love nothing more than to be dragged out at every fucking conceivable opportunity so you can fucking current day us sorry did you want to get you can current day us yeah well guess what fucking pronouns fucking gender ambiguity <laughs> fucking current day californian shit because that's all we fucking know because we're boring we're so fucking boring we can't see past our own fucking reflection that's the level of our narcissism here but this was tweeted out by hassan piker after dan vask had put the video out and it went a tinge viral and he says this weird british guy Oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Losing his mind over selecting pronouns in Starfield is the perfect demonstration for why we must bring back lobotomy. Oh, well, fuck. Hassan, at least they would be able to lobotomize me. You, however, I don't think they would actually find enough brain cells. And if you don't know who this guy is, let me introduce you to him. So uh, you said America deserved 9-11. Did you mean that? Yeah. And that other person that he was being interviewed by was his uncle, Cenk Huger. Let's see what Cenk Huger has to say about certain things, shall we? If I were the ruler, uh, the benevolent dictator of the world, I would legalize bestiality where you are giving, where you are pleasuring the animal. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Like. Okay. Why, why now why why did that happen i don't know chank maybe it had something to do with the oh i don't know fucking animals part what the hell is wrong with your family dude so needless to say then i'm pretty okay with having a conflicting opinion to somebody like hassan but this isn't just about pronouns that's the disingenuous argument that people want to latch onto, so that you don't talk about the gender ideology and the intersectionality that's been rammed into every single solitary facet of our entertainment from video games to tv film comics etc this guy's got like dolls behind him I, oh, i'm sorry action figures like this is just always a big red flag when i see any uh, somebody's like oh there's this channel and i look and there's fucking action i'm sorry dolls action figures i don't know behind like a behind a guy like in basically in my age cohort i'm like it's gonna be a problem this guy's gonna be a fucking idiot uh, etc fucking pronouns now did i have that reaction because i'm a nasty naughty transformophobia no i had that reaction because it was so obvious because we're dealing with current day gaming company in actual fact you could go far as to say we're dealing with current day entertainment in the west then we have the act man a react channel that has 1.8 million subscribers getting mad because a person reacted to a game by the way this person i mean he's doing react content he's reacting to you 
recently being cancelled, having his YouTube channel demonetized slash pulled down because he was attacked for having an opinion about something and exercising his right to do. Yeah, but nobody pulled your YouTube channel down. They just made fun of you. Like, these people are just so soft. I think base PJ is the one who always uh, uses that terminology. They're just so, just so soft. Like, yo, yeah, like other streamers are going to make fun of you. I'm sure there's like a streamer out there who made fun of me. I just never heard about it. If I saw a clip of a streamer making fun of me, I'd be like, oh, I guess that streamer is making fun of me do so now he's actually jumping on that bandwagon to attack somebody who is exercising their right to have an opinion i guess turnaround is fair play hey don't worry about the hypocrisy of it but he didn't call for you to like have your channel taken away he just accurately described what you did actually now that i look at the first sentence i'm like yeah that seems like the video i saw Dude, you do you. So his tweet starts off with gorilla-shaped man, which, by the way, I can't take any other way than a compliment in silverback, baby. On the verge of crying, we've already had to go into a lie because you want to embellish your... No, it, I, I, I'm surprised Shouty you didn't cry. Man, yes. Ranty man. Yes. Angry man. Yes. Crying. No. Just say it how it is. If you feel comfortable with his position, why lie? Because Starfield lets you pick pronouns at the start of the game and then is never brought up again. Well, if it's never brought up again, why do you even have to pick the pronouns? And you would have a better point of argument here if the game allowed you to skip the pronoun nonsense. What are your pronouns? Skip. Because the game understands that when you've picked the- Wait, this guy pick up, did this guy just choose another pro- My pronouns are skip and skip character you have male pronouns and when you pick the female character you have female pronouns so if it's never brought up again what is the issue what is the problem why is it even there it's there to compel you to do so it's there to compel you to participate in the gender ideology that they've shoved into the game <laughs> but again you're being disingenuous because you're not even addressing the rest of the argument, which is the fact that this is shoved into all types and kinds of our entertainment here in the West. And Fucking pronouns! <laughs> Yo! He was like, oh, I'm going to get them. I'm going to do a video about them and I'm going to fucking show them. Well, you just you just played yourself. Um, that guy, like. Like, I think even Hamburglar Dambadondi would probably make fun of that guy. Even though Hamburglar Dambadondi agrees with that guy, I feel like our buddy over there, Hamburglar Dan, would uh, definitely uh, make fun of that guy. At least you're leaving somebody else alone. That's what I could say. So up next, we got uh, this is uh, from a Trump rally, and this is a lady, strangely enough, with uh, purple and blue hair telling you uh, how not to raise liberal kids. So, hey, so tell me about your shirt. Uh, my shirt says just a regular mom trying not to raise liberals. Um, so how do you how do you not raise liberals? First of all, you homeschool. I'm homeschooling my three kids. How do you make sure they don't grow up to be socialists? Pray. You pray every day. Yes, pray every day. Yeah, and that's one way to help you know fight against the indoctrination. Yes. Yep, absolutely. So. Forced indoctrination. Yes, and I don't know why we have to pay for that as taxpayers. They should be paying me for homeschooling my kids. And think about how many women have come out and said that Obama was um, 
sexually molested them or did it? Uh, I think zero. I think the number. I think we're looking at the number. I think the number we're looking for is zero. The motherfucker's squeaky clean. I mean, outside of his uh, foreign policy record. But no women are going. Hey, he was mean to me. No, no women. No, no. It's, it's a little suspicious that not one woman came out and said that yeah. Obama sexually yeah. assaulted me. Right. No, there was no allegations of harassment or assaults for Obama at all. And that is, you know, that's funny. I never thought of it that way. Thank you. Yep. But, you know, but there's tons for Trump. We're doing a big whole thing on the socialist agenda. What, what are some ways we can stop the socialist agenda? Oh, goodness. You know, we could start with those journals. Can we throw those out? Journals? Yes. Kids were started to journal about 30 years ago. And kids started? No, kids did 30 years ago? Did you know? 30 years ago. The year was 1993. And the diary was invented. Oh, she doesn't, she doesn't mean that one. <laughs> and this was the government's way to keep an eye on our children is through these journals. Someone writing in their diary is a way for the government to sort of, you know, keep tabs on you. Yes. So they would ask questions like, do you have a stepmother or a stepfather or do you have a mic? No, that's not, no, 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 no. Like a diary is just like a, like a notebook. It could be anything. It's just empty pages where like a, like a child or even an adult just kind of logs their thoughts for the day or the week or the month. Do you have two bedrooms? And so they calculate these findings and the more that they have that fit into the category, the more government funding that they get. At first I thought she was going to say we should ban scientific journals, but this was way more fun. Stop journaling. Stop writing in your diary. What are some things we can get rid of in order to fight the socialist agenda? Get rid of Amazon. Get rid of Facebook. Get rid of Facebook. Let's get rid of Netflix. Let's get rid of Hulu. What did Hulu do? What's just, what, what, what do you mean? Like, these are just company, like, they have like whole kids sections and shit too. Anyway, anyway, that was, that was crazy. Up next, this is a thoughtonomics. This is a incel's going to incel. It's just one of the, we, we, we cover, we cover these every once in a while. Again, like, there are problems. Young men have problems. Uh, everybody has problems, but young men have some problems. Um, and there, some of those problems are unique to young men. And uh, shit like this is actually just going to make it worse. Here we go. Here is a guy named Pierre, uh, Pierre Kutani, and he's going to do a thoughtonomics intro to Homatics 2.0 solution to 75. Oh my fucking god. Okay. This video is intended to save lives. You might ask me, do I have these glasses on just for the purpose of this video? I cannot tell you that information and I will not be able to disclose it just yet. However, Thotnomics, Red Flags, Intro to Homatics 2. This is going to be very dense, so pay attention. Number one, stay away from all of these women. Tattoos, number one, namely Red Dragon Tattoo. Not just, <laughs> namely, red dragon tattoos. Or any small hearts in this area. If you sign up for that, <laughs> you dug yourself a grave. I can no longer help you. None of this will help you. Okay? Septum piercing. If your woman looks like a bull, stay away. Why does she look like that? Okay? Third cars. Everybody in the right mind knows that a real woman cannot drive a motor vehicle. If she can drive a motor vehicle, 
that either means she's been around tons of dudes or she is a dude and which or she just has places to go which case i don't have to keep going get away from that okay hair what color blue pink green purple yellow run away if it's a natural hair color but it's dyed you're playing a dangerous game but you can still do it okay dark this is referring to skin not oh no i'm not going to talk about anything here for fear that i might lose my account oh no I thought he meant like like dresses in dark clothing like a goth or something when I saw that. I didn't think he was just going to straight up be like only date white girls. But I guess it's, he's going to just be like only date white girls. But Hassan Mr. Overpaid has great content relating to this. Please reference his material. It's very all-inclusive. Okay? Now, if you go with any of these, science says the body count is at least 75. At minimum, okay, we're talking very minimal numbers here. Now, 75 bodies times six inches times a hundred strokes each. Okay, and this <laughs> Oh no, there's there's like a fucking pussy odometer in this now. This is being modest is equal to forty-five thousand inches. Okay. 45,000 inches is 1,143 meters equal to 10.9 soccer fields for you British folks or 4.6 HMS Bismarck battleships. <laughs> Can you take that much power and force? So why are you with a girl that can? Do you see my logic here? So you need to be able to either take out 4.6 battleships, okay? or fight people equating to 10.9 football teams times two, because there's two teams on each field, or you need to break up with this woman, okay? This is very serious because it's gonna feel all good handy dandy for two, three months, but here you go with a girl that has tattoos, a septum piercing, can drive a Ferrari, and blue hair, and then all of a sudden you have 11 kids on hormone replacement therapy. Wait, what? Okay, so I'm trying to save your life. I would advise that you take it. Start from the top, work down, study this material, okay? These equations were provided to me by Professor X on Twitter. I can't release his handle for other political reasons, but just know, okay? And take this to the bank and deposit it. Yeah, I'm starting to think we got got. And by we, I mean me. I'm starting to think by the end, it got too ridiculous. The, the pussy odometer part of it specifically. I'm like, yeah, I think I got got. I think I got got. I don't know. You can look in the, uh, you can look in the, um, look in the, the show notes, I guess, on uh, the podcast. And uh, if you're in the Twitter, you and if you're in the Twitch, you can uh, hit exclamation point docket to get a thing. Because I just took a quick look at the comments and I'm not sure. I'm like 60-40 though that I got got here. Maybe even 70-30 that I got got. Because it got too crazy. It got it, just a little too turbo there. Anyway, we got two more before we go into red light, everybody. We made it all almost two hours tonight. Almost the perfect docket that we're not going to quite get to two hours, I don't think. Up here we got a... 
Charlie Kirk's guest, uh, as you, you'll be able to tell, uh, knows everything about the uh, non-whites. People who think that this is not going to make him more relatable with non-whites don't know non-whites, like the real non-white population in this country. We interviewed somebody the other day, and um, and I mean, basically, uh, Charlie. Yo, this guy's got a seventy-two hour or seventy-two hour food kit behind him. Who is Rich Barris? I, I just never would believe I would hear a young African American man talk like a bill talk about a billionaire white guy like this. But he's basically like, now Trump knows how we feel. He's you know he's he's got the best chance to take it to the man. He's got the best chance to take it to the system. And I can't stand the system. So the biggest FU I could give him is vote for Donald Trump. I'm getting word from my chat that uh, this guy tends to block people on Twitter there. This guy doesn't know. This guy doesn't know like what fucking uh, people of color think about this. This is like a talking point that they've been trying to run. And it's a little bit racist, but it's also really stupid. I think like a lot of people who have uh, interacted with the justice system are probably feeling a little cathartic about this, right? They're like seeing, they're finally seeing the justice system interact with a, um, the powerful person. And it looks like the powerful person might, uh, might get their comeuppance here. And I feel like that's more likely the, uh, the point of view of people who have interacted with the justice system. And I don't think that's necessarily, you know, with disproportionately people of color, but that's because of racism. Trump ain't no victim of racism. Um, anyway, we've got one more. And as you, as is often the case, our very last thing on the docket here is one Mr. Jordy Pete. Um, he's going to relay a story from history, but it's actually uh, from the video game Skyfall, which uh, is a callback to, uh, you know, another clip we just watched. Are we rolling? Nice yeah. rat. Thanks, man. That's why my nickname is the Rat King. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of... Do you have a nickname? Do you know what a Rat King is? Huh? Do you know what a Rat King is? Uh-uh. Oh my God, it's a terrible story. Is there it? is a rat king. Uh-uh. Well, this is the theory now. I don't know if people ever did this. So imagine your village is full of rats. Oh yeah. Okay, so now you go catch 10 rats. Okay. You throw them in a pit. Okay. Soon, there is one rat, because he gets all the other rats. He's a champ. Then you throw 10 more rats in there. Soon there's one rat. You do that three or four times. Then you take the remaining rat and you let him go. And soon there are no rats in the village. Really? That's the theory. Wow. So he, <laughs> it was like the toughest of them all. Yeah. And then he learns to eat rats. Wow. Wow. So I'm getting word from the chat that I was wrong. that This is actually the plot of a James Bond film. I don't know. But it's, <laughs> it's a lot of times. And it's uh, one of the things they talk about it on uh, Decoding the Gurus uh, podcast. That's sort of like our... Uh, our our friends are our friends of the intellectual dollar tree. They talk about how uh, how he often will uh, cite a movie or like a TV show and sort of at the beginning acknowledge that it's a movie or a TV show, but then by the end of it, he's talking about it like it's a historical event that you know really, really, really did happen. Anyway, that's been the podcast. We're almost at two hours tonight. That's pretty good. Usually, usually lately, we've only been able to maybe do an hour 15, an hour and a half, and then we have to turn the lights red way before nine o'clock, which is generally against the rules around here, but sometimes we got to break the rules. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. Thanks, everybody, of uh, viewing live. Of course, uh, if you're viewing live or you've uh, gotten our show from Patreon or from our uh, membership via Fourth Wall, uh, there's more show. There's more show. 
Um, we got some stuff for uh, Red Light. Uh, Madison Star Moon uh, got her account back and posted a bunch of crazy shit. We're going to look at that. We got uh, Mike Pillow's employees are stressed out. And then uh, Mike Pillow was deposed. And uh, we have all of the clips. All of the clips that were uh, re that were released to the public of Mike Pillow's deposition. And we're going to watch all of those. And then uh, Lady B Miniatures told me there was a CPAC out in Australia that we should probably check out some of. So we may be doing that late into the night. Um, if you're a podcast listener, that's what you're missing by not hanging out live or not being a patron. Patreon.com slash Echoplex or eplex.store. You get the same exact benefits as our patrons, but you also get an automatic discount on anything in our shop. And that's in addition to any promo codes you may find elsewhere on the interwebs and in the now space as always this is boomers by periscope and uh i gotta go change the content of my drink change the color of the lights in this room everybody get up take a bathroom break whatever you got to do we'll be back for the post game
all the goth DJs and twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left Twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.